no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. You believe that America is the land of opportunity? Yeah. We're soldiers, but we're American soldiers. We've been kicking ass for 200 years. And those of you who are familiar with it know that in America, democracy is hypocrisy. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. You're listening to the Abolitionists Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. They're leading the charge in advancing the conservative revolution. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. And now, your all-American hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. And welcome to the Abolitionist Roundtable Initiative. This is your host and Glad to be back behind this mic again, Phil Stargell, and co-hosting today with me, Ron Edwards. Good morning, Ron. Hey, good morning, Phil. It's uh, great to be with you. Uh, as they always say, it's uh, great to be on this side of the earth, on the upside, and uh, it's good to hear you. And it's, again, really glad, glad that uh, you're back in the helm and uh, leading the charge once again for Art of Michigan. Yeah, and uh, we have, uh, maybe uh, we'll get a call from uh, the other calls. Uh, Bruce um, is on uh, maybe vacation or busting holiday, or <laughs> but yeah. he may call in and uh, give us a call and update uh, um, his, his trip. So uh, we'll be looking forward to that. Absolutely. Uh, but the um, the issue today that I want to get to is it it is apparent to me, and I believe to you also, Ron, that Joe Biden and the Democrats are head over heels in love with communism and socialism. That's because they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and the Democrat Party has been ensconced in uh, socialism ever since Lyndon Johnson uh, helped take out John Kennedy. And, yeah. um, you know, they, they t took a dramatic turn to the left and they haven't uh, um, done anything good since then. The, uh, with the exception of during the uh, Clinton years when he compromised with Newt Gingrich and company. But if it wasn't for Newt Gingrich and the, and the guys, uh, the Republicans then, um, Bill Clinton would have followed the same dictates as his forerunners like uh, Lyndon Johnson and the other Democrats. Yeah, but you're, you're correct, uh, Phil. They're on a mad mission uh, through communism to destroy this country. They don't like it. They don't like um, uh, liberty. Uh, they think, uh, as Obama said not too long ago mm -hmm. uh, in front of an audience, that we don't know how to take care. We don't have enough sense to take care of ourselves. And uh, that's what they think of us. And they think yes. that they should rule us from cradle to grave and uh, even tell us not only how to live, but even when to die in some cases. So yes. we have a huge battle on our hands, but I think it's still, even in this late time, it's still a winnable uh, fight. And I think that um, we have to look at what it is that they are doing, not what they're saying. Correct. But, but what they're saying is so strange and so... Uh, so anti-American, in my estimation, uh, where you have uh, uh, a squad talking about 
we need to spend more money. We need to put more people dependent on government. And we know what the results of that is. And because we've seen it. When Lyndon Johnson came up with the, the Great Society, it destroyed the black family and put black Americans in a perpetual trap of government, uh, just government nonsense, because we've never been able to get a control over the spending, which is the thing that is going to carry this country down if we don't stop the Democrat Party in their socialist communist ideas and vote out this idea started by Bernie Sanders that we are going to tolerate the American people and are not going to tolerate socialist, communist legislation in this country to, to tear this country down, destroy our monetary system, and then put in a policy that will give uh, the government control over about 90% of uh, America because that's what uh, they, they tell you that anybody making under $400,000 a year will not get his taxes raised. And we see that that's not true. So in 90% of the economy is taken care of by the people making less than four hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, and, you're and right. Those, you're right. Uh, here's here's another thing to, to to add on that. See, when you talk about what happened to the black community and the Democrat Party, that was you could say that the black community was the petri dish for the yes. socialist pigs and the Democrat Party and the rhinos. Yes. who wanted to take down the United States overall. At one time, they could not do that. There were still too many people, as one communist leader said, there's too many Americans who love their God, love their country, and love their families. Yes. And they had to wait until they had generations of dummied down or indoctrinated American whites, the majority population, who would join in this madness through their foolish votes. And um, thus, you know, lined the entire nation up which it has been lined up now to be done in a manner that similar to what had happened to the uh, black community in, in the 1960s. It's just a different name. And you talk about the taxes that they say that uh, those under 400,000 will not be um, having to pay. That's a lie because indirectly everybody pays more taxes when some taxes are raised, whether it's through higher prices, whether it's through higher sales taxes, um, there's always a way that everyone gets screwed. And let's not forget the, the mm -hmm. worst one, mm -hmm. higher inflation. That's where we are today. And that's where, why it's such a dangerous yeah. uh, a position that we find ourselves in with, uh, with continued escalation of spending, spending, spending. Well, so and, See, they have to stop. See, here's how you stop the inflationary process. First of all, you have to get your, mon your, your money on, a, on, a, on something that is substantial as far as value, like silver or gold. Then right. that locks you in and it forces you 
to remain in a deficit-free situation. And, and and we have to force that issue. I mean, we want to stop and, this. And, we got to get back on the silver or gold standard. Yeah, well, you know that the Democrats didn't do that. You know, the, 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 the 70s and the 80s, uh, we found that de uh, deficit spending led to inflation under Jimmy Carter. And, uh, you know, and so the thing is, uh, that's what we have to do. This inflation will destroy this economy. So, And that's what they want. Yeah. I mean, let's let's and, not and, and, and And the thing about it was going back to the gold standard was something that was rejected. But what the Democrats are talking today about, I don't know if you've heard them talking about, but there seems to be a movement in there to collapse this dollar and and and, and then use bitcoins or bit economy as a uh, alternative. Yes. And, and but but man, you know that is a dangerous dangerous position to put America in. Because they can tell you that if they, t if you, if you want to use bitcoins, they can dictate what you are able to spend those those uh, dollars that you receive from the bitcoin. They can say, well, you can't use bitcoins to buy guns. That's the that's the thing that the Democrats are going for, because that is a way that they can. They can not have to legislate a, a, a ban on on uh, certain people having possession of guns. And boy, oh boy, they wouldn't they just love to collapse the dollar and then put us on a on a Bitcoin thing. That and as well as uh, also putting making us more subservient to than we already are as a nation to China. Uh, that yes. is also, uh, you know, as I call, uh, I'm sorry, I can't call him president, but Biden, uh, the regime leader, I call him a Chinese concubine because he was bought and paid for by the Communist Party uh, and also the nation of China. He and his son, Hunter, his troubled son, Hunter. Yes. And so, um, yeah, you're right, uh, Phil, the, the Democrat Party is uh, our enemy. It's our yes, enemy it from within yes, and they is. must be defeated. And we cannot trust these rhino Republicans. I, I, you know, one thing about the Democrats, I, I have a teeny bit of respect for them because they stick to their goals and they fight together, even if they don't like each other. They they go for it, right? Yeah, exactly. Republicans, right. Republicans are crazy because they you have different stages of, of Republicans. You have some that are really patriotic, like Marjorie Taylor Greene, yeah. and then you have all these rhinos who will cut you down, who will yes. undermine you, like they did Trump. Yeah. So and, we and shoot ourselves was, in the foot. Our yes. side shoots itself in the foot so so often because many Republicans are complicit, are in agreement with the Democrats, but they're fakers in the Republican Party. Well, and the, that is uh, a huge danger. The the proof of that is recently uh, the Dem uh, Republican joined Democrats in in uh, voting for this monstrosity that they put together and they want to talk about bipartisanship and democrats never ever talk about uh 
bipartisanship. That's just not happening. Well, as uh, as we t- predicted, uh, guess who's on the phone, Ron? <laughs> it's Bruce Flurry. <laughs> yes, it is. Good morning, Bruce. Hey, hey. Good morning, guys. Uh, great conversation. In fact, uh, I had no idea you guys were going to uh, be discussing this uh, the inflation rate and that type of thing. Uh, real quick, though, we're out here in Benton Harbor area, you know, on our annual wine track and that type of thing. Um, oh, wow. You know, and yeah, yeah. Now, uh, I, I asked you what, Ron, what, what type of wine you like. So, test me back, touch me back uh, when we, when we uh, today or later today when you get, when you get a chance. And uh, I think I know what you like, but I'm not sure. And I want to make sure I, <laughs> I want to make sure I get it right. But, Dark yeah, and not you know, dry. You, you know, <laughs> what you're looking at, well, what you're looking at here, guys, um, and, there's there's a term that has gone out of uh, usage or people have just forgotten about it. It's called the misery index. And that was yep, a term that, that uh, Jimmy Carter devised in order to attack Gerald Ford, you know, because back in the, in the 76 election, that type of thing, interest rates were a double digit. Inflation was a double digit. Unemployment was a double digit. And it wasn't until that we got Ronald Reagan in office, who uh, actually restored some some fiscal sanity to the to the economy, that this, this, this stuff began to straighten itself out. And when people look at you, the younger folks, the folks, the millennials, you know, guys, they uh, they they've never had to go through something like this. Okay, we never had to go through a Great Depression like our parents did. You know, when you could, when you know, the it was it was much worse, and it it, it was it was a stubborn type of uh, situation, which really didn't. Return to pre uh, to pre uh, uh, depression levels until like 1954, so that was a long time. And it took us a while to get out of the uh, the mess that Carter put us in, and we're having yeah. the same thing today. And you're talking about people like the Republicans, the thirteen, the Gang of Thirteen. Uh, we have one of them ourselves. His name is uh, Fred Upchuck. Fred, you know, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you said it's to me. It's amazing to me, <laughs> Phil and and, and Ron. <laughs> That this guy is showing has the has the audacity to show his face in public when he goes home on recess after after what he did to his constituents and the rest of the country to to just screw us around. Yeah, and the thing about it is he sh- what he should be doing is is that on the attack mm-hmm. of of Joe Biden and his policies because they're getting ready to shut down the, this pipeline in Michigan. Yeah. And uh, it, and winter is coming. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, it, this it's shows you. <laughs> it's here, guys. We yeah. saw it yesterday. Yeah. It was snowing like crazy coming here. To uh, we just caught and got caught in this snow squall, and oh, yeah, man. it melted away a little bit later. But you know, you look at the gasoline prices. At least they're like they're over three forty a gallon out this way, and it's wow. not going to get any better. And the thing about the thing about this is when you go to fill up your car, and I thought about this. That when you go to fill up your car, the, the they don't uh, they don't make the price contingent on uh, what uh, whether you're middle class, lower class, or upper class. You pay the same price as everybody else does, whether you yeah. can afford it or not. Well, the thing about it is that uh, we we found that uh, that the Democrat Party has has lost faith in the American dream and the American people because. You know they're telling you that we ha- we have only about twelve years to go, and we have in this country the most innovative and the most uh, far-reaching uh, 
group of, uh, of, of people that have ever existed on the face of this earth. They have been able to figure out everything. And proof of that is uh, the, 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 the quickness of the development of the, the, uh, the coronavirus shot. Now, you know, I mean, it's not necessarily uh, 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 something that everybody agrees with, but what it does show you is that when America puts his mind to a subject that they can solve that problem, mm-hmm. or they will have uh, a way to put bridge us over that problem until we mm-hmm. can solve the problem. Yeah. And nobody else has ever been able to do that with the innovation. But you know what? China is getting close to it because we have allowed the Democrats to sell the, the, the brain power of this country. And then we've allowed the brain, the developing brain power in this country, in our schools, to be muddled up. And yeah. we don't get any clarity out of the education system. No, it comes down to a lack of um, um, clarity. It comes down to a lack of proper teaching in our government school system. And mm-hmm. so what they're doing is uh, they are uh, developing a generation after generation of, of traders, American traders, right out of the government school system. And if you are not taught that your nation is good and worthy of fighting for and the American people are worth uh, working together with to build a, a much greater nation. If that's if you don't know that because you were never taught that, you are going to be more willing to compromise and um, kiss the backside of China or any other enemy nation. And because one of the things that they teach now is that, oh, we're all the same. All nations are the same. In fact, the United States isn't even that good and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And these other nations mm-hmm. are much greater. I'm going to tell you something. The United States taught the world to eat. Help the yeah. world helps the world to eat. We because of our uh, innovation that you brought up, Phil. We are the we're the ones that put the world on on wheels. We're the ones who put the world within listening distance of each other through broadcast. Uh, Marconi mm-hmm. invented it, but we were the ones who made it uh, um, for the masses. Uh, same yeah. thing with the automobile. Mercedes exactly. was, was first, but we made it for the masses, and that's with everything. When you have this type of a free market. Uh, liberty-based uh, situation and economy that is based yeah. upon raising all boats. You have the innovation, you have the creativity, you have the incentives because you have a large mm-hmm. population that will buy your products and and so on. So it's a it's a win-win situation. But this is the the, the Democrats' goal is to put a cog in that wheel and bring that to a screeching halt and make us un- is put us at a disadvantage mm-hmm. now to our enemies like China. And others yeah. like the terrorists, like the Taliban uh, in mm-hmm. Afghanistan, that is a perfect situation, giving away $85 billion worth of our military to our one of our most mm-hmm. deadly enemies. That's, you know, that's, and by the way, Phil, I don't know, I've been trying to do some research and Bruce, some research mm-hmm. on this subject. There's something we should be able to do legally with a government that is nothing more than a traitorous collection of uh, enemies. Uh, working on yeah. behalf of our enemies and no longer on behalf of we the people. What say you guys? I agree. I agree yeah. 100%. And, 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 and I think a lot of more people are beginning to realize that we, we are, the American people are going to have to act. And not like that idiot with Black Lives Matter said the other night about uh, it's going to be violence and burning and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. uh, as, 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 uh, 
uh, shown by the guest that you had on the show the last week uh, mm-hmm. with the with the the moms in in the uh, in the education yeah, system. FEC, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Those people yeah, well, have numbers, and they need to take those numbers a, a step further and mm-hmm. start uh, going after the the economic system in this country. And we need to 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 get together with as many people that have put together these uh, these these political coalitions, and then tell it. Uh, start to develop a strategy to to take back the economic system in this country by what we need you know by by taking uh uh our uh products that we've been shipping overseas and 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 bringing and letting them do it we need to develop interstate markets here inner city markets inner community mm-hmm. markets yeah hey phil and, 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 and produce everything exactly right we need to get back yeah. to it yeah you know what because when we a lot of people don't know this and we this this is where some history lessons need to come into play a lot of people don't know this that uh, for instance uh, detroit was the number one auto producer in the world uh <laughs> pittsburgh was the number one steel producer Cleveland was the number two auto producer and number two steel producer. The, between those three cities, we were what was called the manufacturing floor of the world. Exactly. You had the breadbasket of America produce more wheat than anywhere. We see when you build your own stuff and you trade with your stuff, that's how we originally built this world's largest economy exactly. by, by trading each by our states. Do you know, do you guys remember that Michigan Ohio, Pennsylvania, California, New York, all any of those states by themselves were the ten one of the ten largest economies. That's how massive this American economy was in the, when we built yeah, our, the entire, made our own in stuff. In the entire world, Ron. In the entire yeah. world, you know, yes. uh, Detroit. Detroit. We we had a population of over of nearly two million here at its peak, right around 1950 or 1950 or 1951, before the. The move towards suburbanization really began to uh, to take hold, and I defy anyone, anyone who knows geography or knows history, to find me a city that has been more devastated through population loss. Two thirds, guys, two thirds or more of the population of the city of Detroit within the city limits is gone, and we're not yes. getting that back anytime soon. This is like uh, when they asked uh, Granholm. You know, at least now the country, the rest of the country knows what eight years of that woman was like. Uh, you know, uh, and I'm getting, I know we're getting short here, but uh, one last thing. Um, you know, and you're getting no help. You're getting absolutely no help from from the government to do anything about uh, about inflation or rising prices or, or, or gasoline prices or anything like that. And they were saying how that, uh, oh, it's, it's temporary. It's only going to be temporary. It's only going to be temporary. Well, Larry Summers who is a, uh, a uh, top-notch economist. I'm not sure if he's, a, if he's what side of the spectrum he's on, but he has told these guys, and he had a meeting with Biden and his, and his cronies, to, uh, you got to do something about inflation. You're not doing a good job. You're going to do a better job, or it's going to wind up costing you in the end, and it's going to cost us in the end. So those, well, those, see, are, those are words of wisdom to, to heed. But what, he doesn't, but what Summers doesn't understand is that that's Biden's goal. 
Yeah, that's the, mm-hmm. the goal of the Democrats to destroy us through inflation and any other uh, well, means. So, and, and the, and well, the best they're, way they're, to they're the uh, stop sending our dollars into the cheaper markets. Correct. And start producing here, and if we if if we don't uh, produce it here, we don't need it. Amen. Yeah. Well, yep. you know, we Absolutely. I think the Democrat Party now has been replaced by the kleptocrat party. Well, as you can hear, okay. folks, yeah, we are at the bottom of the hour, and uh, it is such a great uh, to hear from you, Bruce, on the road. And uh, Good to talk and, to you. And bring in more uh, people while you're on that visit. Folks, we'll be right <laughs> we'll back do. after these messages. <laughs> You're listening to the Abolitionists Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Fleury. They're exposing the left's underground resistance while leading the charge in the fight for liberty. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. Hello, I am Milt, and this is Logically Speaking Uncensored. The United States must remain number one. There can be no deviations or exceptions to this truth. In less than 300 years, the United States has become the number one superpower of the world and a force for good that has liberated and raised living standards for millions of people. However, this miraculous achievement was not accomplished without sacrifices, hardships, and the courageous declaration of brave patriots. Defeat your enemies before they defeat you. However, the Democrat Party from its inception has been aggressively pushing the United States closer and closer to the abyss of being a second-rate nation of no return. Sadly, many Americans agree with them or have become sideline spectators, afraid to resist and fight those who are managing the decline of the nation. The words one nation and the God were not ill-conceived for they are the creed that protect individual freedoms and liberties. Americans are blessed to live in a nation of strength with powers to contain despots, because most countries are controlled by dictators or tyrants. But there are people within the United States who lack the wisdom to realize that these blessings will vanish if the United States become less than number one. When devout radical Muslims attacked the United States on September 11, 2001 and slaughtered over 3,000 people, the United States had the power to avenge and retaliate. If the United States was not a superpower, the ability to use massive force would have been impossible. If the United States was not number one, the Armada of collectivized global barbarians would seize the opportunity to abolish the Constitution and our treasured founding documents, our cherished holidays, and eliminate or restrict Christian activities. If those seeking the decline of the United States achieve supreme powers, the nation will be unable to defend its interests both home and abroad. Border sovereignty would be nullified, and the USA will be annexed to the fascist dictates of communist Marxist evildoers 
anti-God secularists, and immoral perversions. Democrats and Muslims share a commonality. Both want to be number one, but they cannot achieve their objective with the United States being number one. That is why their relentless mutuality is to destroy the United States. It is obvious that the United States, as the world's lone superpower, has not stopped its enemies from attacking America and Americans. Nor has it prevented the encampment of domestic subversives and traitors within from pursuing its downfall. It is indisputable truth that weak nations are targets for destruction. Therefore, if the United States is to avoid the historical truth of destruction, it must remain number one by any means necessary, because to be less than number one will be the death of the nation. I am milk, logically speaking, uncensored saying, think about it. And we are back, and um, that was uh, Milt Harris and doing another extremely timely commentary about how this nation is in such a tight spot and so close to losing all that has been of value to people the world over. Yep. And we are uh, we are allowing the Democrat Party to uh, to put us in a, a really bad position. Uh, Ron, you you, you had um, uh, uh, an issue. Oh, let me uh, let me do this first. Uh, we we okay. got uh, uh, our our uh, Arizona correspondent on the air. Is that yeah. Gary from uh, uh, Tucson or Arizona? Uh, yeah. Well, Good morning, Gary. How are you doing? It's been a while since I've spoken to you. Hey, Phil. Yeah, back at you. I hope you had a good uh, holiday and uh, you're well. Um, what oh, yeah. I'm calling about is like the supply chain. You know, um, the supply chain was laid down over like a hundred year period, slowly, uh, methodically, trying to get everything set up to feed and take care of millions of people. And then when they shut that down, when they shut down the country, that supply chain just cracks and weakens everywhere. So right now, the United States of America has an actual chance of having famine now because we can't get our fertilizer. And not only can mm -hmm. we get it, if we could get it, it's three times the price. Not $300 a ton. It's, nine, it's going on to $900 a ton. So when those big carbines out there that eat up all that fuel can't run anymore because there's no fuel. We can't get our uh, nitrogen into our ground to grow the crops. There's going to be famine in our country. And we can blame the Democrats who are treasonous scumbags who are without doubt trying to ruin this country. And if the courts and the Congress and the politicians don't get on it real soon, there's going to be so much trouble Americans are going to just start committing suicide because they're a bunch of wusses and they don't know how to handle real problems. When these problems start coming, it's going to hit them in their little fragile psyches like nobody's business. 
You're, you're exactly right. And I believe um, when you when you spoke about fertilizer, uh, that's just one uh, example of what the uses of we have uh, almost an unlimited supply, ammonia, which is uh, what powers uh, the fertilizer. But it also is, I don't know if you've heard, but it is also po uh, possible to power combustion engines with ammonia. Yep. Oh, and, yeah, but that's, uh, that would take uh, a whole uh, retooling, a complete retooling of our society for that. And that would take decade or two or five or whatever. And that's in the middle of our downfall. Well, so you, my, we won't my be able to innovate says, if we're falling. My information says that that it would be less abrasive to the uh, economy if we went to ammonia in our combustion engines. Well, that way well, we don't great. have to convert the whole fleet at one well, time. That'd be fantastic, Phil, but we, I, I would rather be free and walk to work than, you know, be a slave. <laughs> yeah, but, but, jump but, in but my real ammonia, car. In, ammonia in combustion engines doesn't produce any, uh, any, any, any pollution. And so what I'm saying is that those turbines that are on those, those uh, windmills and stuff like that could be powered by ammonia instead of the wind that devastated almost devastated Texas last year when they when they when they didn't get any wind and didn't get any sun and the people in the in their in their houses were shivering like uh, you know like uh, the old pirate Blackbeard shivering me timbers you know so uh, well, well there, there's this no is, question this is what I'm saying about the innovation of the the innovation. Uh, uh, that is available here in this country. There are things that we could do where we don't have to disrupt the whole society and take us back to the Stone Age because uh, somebody thinks that uh, Chicken Little is in the White House and the sky is falling. But, but, but anyway, Gary, I thank you so, so <laughs> much for your call this morning, and uh, I'll, I'll go over this a little bit more with you in the coming coming weeks. But in the meantime, I want to get uh, Ron's impression of uh, what we talked about in terms of of uh, what the American people can do now, because I think you've got a pretty good take on that, don't you, Ron? Yeah, you know, Phil, I agree with you about uh, using ammonia, using more innovations um, to to um, you know make ourselves in, in energy independent, um, not to rely upon government and all of that. That is true, but at the same time, we have the ability to burn coal cleanly. We have an unlimited supply of uh, petroleum, and we mm -hmm. have all these things. If uh, the government would just back the heck out of the way or we the people have to push the government the heck out of the way and we can and, prosper and, and that's the key to it what you just and, said the american yeah. people we have yeah. got to act to stop these maniacs from telling us that the world's going to end in 14 years or 12 yeah, and, they, and they've been you know what and they've been giving us between 10 and 14 or 20 years ever since probably I was born that it's about to come to an end. I'll never forget when Ted Danson said we had 12 years 
AOC has said we had so many years. You have all of these these leftists. They pop up like little pop up toys, uh, and blurt out, "We've got twelve years. We've got ten. We've got fourteen. <laughs> you know, we have to stop this." And, and see, I want to get into another subject about um, government power. But before I get into that film, all the decisions that we could talk about from the opening to the close of this great broadcast. Here's the thing. The bottom line is that if we be, we were a more moral nation, we would be making more wise decisions. Yeah. If we did not stop, if we were to stop electing these immoral, horrible people to office. But my dad used to say that the government is nothing more than a reflection of we the people. If we amongst ourselves are immoral, we're going to choose immoral people. And I'm not saying that everyone on this call or uh, we're just totally immoral. But there's a lot of immorality in our ranks. And because we have the unique uh, uh, opportunity, well, we're supposed to have the unique opportunity to choose uh, those who are to serve in office, not usurp their power over us. We continue to, 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 to choose the wrong people and allow the wrong idiots to get in there that are on a mad mission to literally destroy this country. We're destroying ourselves by kicking morality out. And the founding fathers made it very clear. They said in order for the United States to remain great, we had to be a moral people because sure. morality is what uh, maintains liberty, which is what? Freedom with responsibility. The combination of the two makes liberty. And the founding fathers were so so um, profound in, in that statement. But moving on, I just wanted to get into about the parasitic super rich the, the communist government class and then their minions have unconstitutionally usurped, usurped the power of the states, meaning the people, to concentrate all power in the so-called federal government, which they now control. Now, if we all know this, Phil, the Constitution reserves all powers to the states and to the people. We, the people, except for defense, foreign relations, immigration, and they've given up that. And now it's up to the states to protect our southern border. Currency, yeah. the post office, commerce, and some housekeeping functions. That's it. They're not supposed to be running education. They're not supposed to be running every aspect of our lives. They're, 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 they're illegal. And we have to see, when, if, if, the, if the American people remain ignorant on these, these, these issues, this is why we're in the boat we're in now. Not because of what they're doing, but because of the ignorance of the American people. And I don't I'm not trying to point fingers at the American people or make fun of the American people by calling them ignorant. But ignorance is, is means that you just don't know. And if you yeah. don't, what did Mark Scott used to say? They don't know and they don't know that they don't and know. They don't know. They don't know. Now they don't want to know. Exactly right. Hey, listen, uh, Ron, we've got uh, Walter on the air. Oh, and Walter. It's getting close to your uh, things. Let's get Walter okay. on to see what he has to say right quick. Good morning, Walter. Walter. All right, there go that sizzle sound. It's time to come in with some hellfire brimstone truth against them dirty Democrats. <laughs> That's right. I'll never be nice to a dirty Democrat. They the reason every all this misery and destruction and uh, chaos in this country was started, created, invented, and premeditated by Democrats. Amen. 
And just like Ron was saying, people are ignorant. How long? How long? Ha, can I get a witness? <laughs> huh? Are you going to be stuck on the tenth floor of stupidity, American people? And that includes black churches, the donkeyitis pastors, you know, Margaret Sanger pastors, um, just, and just preaching. In fact, their series, their latest sermons and series is on COVID. Uh, sec, uh, topic one, COVID. Topic two, mass. Topic three, vaccines. Top, topic four, booster shots. That's all they ever preach about. Black pastors. But anyway, let me get to my subject here. Energy. And it's good you guys are talking about energy because the Democrats have premeditated and preplanned in their devious, evil hearts and ways, devilish hearts. I like what Rush Limbaugh used to say. When the Democrat control you through energy and health care, they got your souls. They got your life. They got your pockets. They got your savings. What does it do? Energy alone would destroy the middle class. That's why there's no Build Back Better with, with Joe Osama bin Biden. There's no such thing as Build Back Better, what Trump already did. He's, going, he's not going to Build Back Better. There's no way you can do it, even with their so-called stimulus money. It'll go right into your gas tank and paying off your energy bills at, through DTE. That's right, energy. And it's a few things in life that make us happy. And all begin with the letter F. Faith family, food, fuel, fun, fellowship. Who attacks those things? <laughs> Democrats. Who, who attacks all the Walter, those things? Walter, I've got to go because we got the Edward notebook coming up, but man, you hit it right out. Yes, you did. <laughs> Thanks so much. And call us That's right. I said it. I believe it. So let you finish. Okay, okay, we are going to the Edwards Notebook, and uh, we'll be right back after Ron Edwards. Is Taiwan officially now in mortal danger? Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Browns Coffee, China's foreign ministry has demanded that the U.S. immediately stop all forms of official interactions with Taiwan. Wang Wimden of China's foreign ministry said the recent U.S. congressional visit to Taiwan gravely violates the One China policy. Wimben added that the 1.4 billion Chinese people, including their compatriots in Taiwan, share the overwhelming aspiration for national reunification. Is that true, or is the fact that the current weak U.S. foreign policy and the Chinese concubine U.S. regime leader Joe Biden the real reason that China now feels comfortable enough to overtly tell the U.S. to immediately stop all forms of official interactions with Taiwan? One thing is for sure. If the U.S. was not being ruled by a Chinese concubine president who oversees a now-woke military, I highly doubt China would be making such demands at this time. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the Ron Edwards American Experience via theronedwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. And again, Ron, you hit it right on on the button. The thing about it is China is our enemy. And people continue to have this idea that we 
can negotiate with these people, and we can't. They are, wor are working to dominate the world, and they can do it if they take down this, this cog in their system because they have, uh, they have over the last years, because of our uh, diligence on keeping an eye on our education system, we've allowed China to surpass us in the, the national security area, the most important. If we don't have national security, we don't have a country. Absolutely. And, and here we are, we're, we're looking at uh, the Chinese with uh, super weapons, uh, the hypersonic uh, missiles and stuff like that, and we don't have any defense for it. We don't have any, you know, no, 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 uh, no way to defend it. And this is unacceptable. Yeah, and, considering and we invented it, we invented yeah. it. Yes, and, so, and we give it, and, and our and, traders, the traders give it away to China and other places. Right. And now we're we're caught with our pants down, figuratively, and uh, we're in a we're in a heap of hurt right now. And and um, and, and before that, you know, we uh, we allowed China to have the access to the lift capability, so they could put rockets in our orbit. Yes, yes. And that was done under the Clinton administration, and yep. and uh, and a refugee from the Clinton administration, General Austin, is 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 currently. Uh, in this uh, mix with the Biden administration, this is grating me. I mean, it is irritating me. Hey, Phil. Hey, Phil. You, 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 you touched on something, and, and you, I got to say something. And you know this Austin character, mm -hmm. and and all the other leftist blacks who are in government, mm -hmm. who are in er entertainment, like LeBron James and others, mm -hmm. who are working uh, Kaepernick, who are working diligently to help destroy this nation from within. These individuals walk around talking about, they're still bitter over things that Frederick Douglass got over in his lifetime, okay? Yes. And they're on a madman mission to help leftist white people destroy this country. Exactly. They run around calling people like uh, Mrs. Sears, who was just was elected uh, as the Lieutenant Governor of the great Commonwealth of Virginia. Virginia. They call her an Uncle Tom and things of that nature. We need yep. to start throwing that stuff back. They're, Uncle yes. Ma they're Aunt Margaret's and Uncle yes. Joe's. How about yes. that? I, and we have I, to I fight agree. back. Why is it that black people who run around here complaining about slavery are working feverishly on behalf of the white man, the leftists white man, to destroy this nation and bring about slavery to us all? Yeah. What, it, it's an irony of its historic proportions. And if you don't believe that uh, slavery is here, slavery is 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 a, is, uh, is a condition of the mind. Yes. To, especially today, because but but the same principles of physical bondage are present in today's relationship with Black America and the Democrat Party. It goes back pre-Civil War. Yeah. And, 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 and there has been an element that has always been, uh, I don't know, subservient or dedicated to the Democrat Party. Yes, to oppressors. To That's their, exactly right. To the people that they complain about at the same time. And yet, people like LeBron James support 
the enslavement of people in China, and I hear the drum beats. So I'm yes. going to bow out and just tell folks that uh, thank you for tuning in. And uh, I'm Ron Edwards. Just remember this: God bless America, and may America bless God. Exactly right. And thanks so much for tuning in, folks. And we will see you next week. The Abolitionist Roundtable invites the Wham Talk 1600 listeners to continue the roundtable discussions by mailing correspondence to Art of Michigan, Post Office Box 135, Garden City, Michigan, 48135.